Welcome to Small Bites, the weekly equity podcast for busy people, where you'll get five educational strategies in five minutes at 5 a.m. to help you become a more culturally literate, responsive, and culturally responsible educator. Join me also on Friday nights on YouTube or throughout the week at Hedrick or at Hedrick Nichols on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See you Mondays at 5 a.m. Hello, everyone. Happy back to school. This is your Small Bites Lanyap host, Hedrick Nichols. This week, most of you are heading toward the classroom, in the classroom, just got into the classroom. It's back to school time, mid-August, that time of year when we run down targets and dollar trees all over the country and make our classrooms hospitable and warm and welcoming for our students. Uh, Don't spend too much money. That's my first warning. I hope that you are refreshed and prepared to meet the challenges of this new school year. By challenges, I do not mean learning loss because you know what I think about that. At any rate, I I hope that you are excited to greet this new group of children, a new group of students for those of you who are looping with your kids. I hope you're enjoying welcoming them back. Meeting new challenges is what we're all going to be doing because, well, we've never met a year post-pandemic. So I'm wishing everyone luck and love and peace and innovation and all the wonderful things that are going to make you an excellent educator. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about my Saturday night I went to go and see Babyface. Okay, if you do not know Babyface, you, you know what? You know Babyface, you just don't know that you know Babyface. Babyface wrote for Whitney Houston. He wrote for Belle Bib DeVoe. He wrote for Bobby Brown. He wrote for Tony Braxton. He, he had, I think, 26 hits and 10 Grammys. He was the producer and writer that he dominated in the 90s. So if you know 90s music, for sure you've heard something that he wrote. Now, all of his music, all of the artists that I just mentioned, were on the pop charts, but also on the R&B charts. So he heavily leaned into the R&B market. It was mostly a black crowd. But there were quite a few diverse people sprinkled throughout. I sat next to a couple. Hi, Melissa, if you're listening, she and her husband were the cutest thing. Watching him sing, ma, 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 you sure look good tonight, to his bride of 11 years was everything. It was almost a, as big a highlight as seeing Babyface himself. And we talked before the concert. He talked about how he, you know, went to go see BBD. He's obviously a big R&B fan. And I said, wow, so you're talking to me about Belle Biv DeVoe, like calling them by their insider nickname. If you've ever heard the phrase invited to the cookout, this would be the kind of thing that people talk about. And what struck me was that in a crowd of thousands and thousands of black people, they didn't feel uncomfortable. They didn't feel like they had to dress in some kind of urban style or um, try to fit in in some way that might have been a bit of appropriation-ish. They just enjoy the music. She's from Louisiana. He's from here. I think he's from here. And they just came because they enjoy the music. There was no feeling that they were out of place. I have been the only black person 
in spaces where there are almost all white people. I've been there where I felt also like I belong, but I've also been when I felt that I just felt that I didn't fit in. And watching the two of them dance and have a good time and be a part of what was going on, not separate in some way, um, it reminded me of what we should be going for in our classrooms. When we talk about diverse populations or my students look like me or they don't look like me or they think like me or they don't think like me, we should be trying to make it so that everybody feels that your classroom is their place, their home. The place that they spend most of their waking hours in is a place that they feel comfortable and welcome and loved and accepted and free to be different in every way that they identify. So as you go, I know that this year is going to be challenging in some ways because a lot of states are restricting how we can talk about diverse stories or diverse perspectives, and that might have you, well, it might cause some consternation. But what I'd like to just do is to remind you that students are curious, they're inquisitive, allow them to follow their own learning, and as long as you are making sure that you are doing your best job for the one each one of those ones, you're going to work out the rest. This week, I just want to talk to you. I know we do icebreakers and get to know you stuff. So I just like to kind of give you five ways to promote class understanding and unity. First of all, you can explore diverse pet perspectives. Uh, you can still bring in stories by asking students to tell a story about their grandparents or an older relative or, or a friend even and let them bring artifacts and do it as a show and tell. Not just for elementary school, believe it or not, older kids love talking to their older relatives when they get to really learn about the before times. Um, you can also promote media literacy by allowing students to examine a story of the week from All Sides Media. And it's a great site because it brings in all different kinds of perspectives and lets students compare headlines and look at the language and see how a left-leaning story differs from a right-wing story, how a European story presents in a different way than a story written here on American soil. Um, you can also, next, celebrate learning by having your kids share what they learned or a challenge that they overcame during the pandemic. Our kids are hearing the words learning loss, learning loss, learning loss, and you know what it's like when there's a self-fulfilling prophecy, let's not let that become one. Make sure that you are combating those messages, those negative messages, to also celebrate all of the many things they learned and the things they survived, the things they overcame. After that, you can develop leadership skills in your students by appointing app captains. We've got a lot of new a lot of new technology and sometimes as teachers we're a little afraid to delve in and dive in because well we might not be the experts. I've always told my kids I'm all arounder. I have to know a lot of things to teach my kids. 
but they end up being super duper experts in one app or another. So don't be afraid to lean on your students as experts as you develop expertise in all of the many things that you're teaching them. So if they learn some new tricks, let them let them be the, let them be the class leaders, the app leaders. Finally, you can build community and teach civil discourse by allowing your students to lead discussions on current events and possibly even controversial topics. Those do come up. Our kids don't live in a bubble. They come to class with things weighing on their minds. And it's not it's not good for us to shut them down. They have to have a place where they can talk and hopefully where they can learn not to be the toxic adults that we see sometimes out there on social media. Your classroom can be the place that they learn to be civil and to disagree. But the best thing you can do for them is to allow students to lead those discussions. That way, you're not in any danger of showing your own personal preferences for one side or another or taking influence over students or indoctrinating them. Let students ask those questions, let them answer, and let them come up with kinds of questions for each side so that they can become better critical thinkers. Those are a few things you can do to get to know your students better, to build community, to build relationship, and to learn to engage all learners. All right, this has been Hedrick Nichols with Small Bites this week. We'll be back online with YouTube in September. Until then, keep coming back here on Monday mornings, and I will see you in a week. Small Bites is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcasts to get you there. Explore more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. See you on the next Small Bites.